I have nothing to report at this time. Resource committee, Mr. Stevens. Uh, resource and uh, school buildings, we postponed them. Okay, and school building, right. Policy committee, Mr. Horgan is, is not with us this evening. Um, student support subcommittee, Dr. Knight. She's on now. She's on? Dr. Knight, uh, Student Support Committee, you have anything to report? Uh, I'm sorry, I just got on on the line. Nothing to report, Mr. Mayor, nothing to okay. report. Thank, Thank you. you. Personnel Subcommittee, uh, I have, well, other than we have a few new people here and we'll be doing a formal invitation or a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Introduction. Dinner. Introduction. Thank you. Um, Personnel, executive committee, nothing at this time. And we have not begun school, so the student reps are not in attendance this evening. Approval of the minutes from the previous school committee meetings of, of July 31st, 2023. Motion to approve. Second. Mo motion made. Second. Second to approve. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed is unanimous. Thank you. Communications. No communications. Public comment. Anyone in the queue? No. Okay. Superintendent's report. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, tonight, I have a few items for us. The first item is the introduction of our new interim assistant superintendent, Glenda. Glenda is coming to us from the Lynn Public Schools, where she was the executive director of um, curriculum and instruction. And in previous years, uh, Glenda has held several positions in Lynn and in Boston as principal of elementary schools in addition to her uh, first job in her passion, which is a classroom teacher at the elementary level. So I'd like to introduce the committee and, to the, uh, the, and the public, uh, Ms. Glenda Colon. Glenda, welcome. welcome. Thank you, very nice to meet everyone. I'm excited to be Hello. here. Congratulations. Good yes. luck. Yeah. Knock it out of the park for us. Yes. I know you will. You come highly recommended. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, you come from the crucible of some of the cities that are, um, can we say challenged? Challenging? Yeah. 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 And with challenges come opportunities. Absolutely. Thank you. Right. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. Thank Welcome. you. Let's have a round of applause. Yeah. Very happy to have Glenda. It's like I've known her for years. She's hopped. She's what? This is your second week. Your second yeah. week. She's hopped right into the position, and she's uh, been working with the directors on curriculum, rolling out the professional development that starts tomorrow throughout the district. Uh, she's she's doing a great job. Very glad to have her on my team. So, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and to serve the students and families of Fitchburg Public Schools. I appreciate it. Any other questions for Glenda? All right. All right, the next item on my agenda this evening is the introduction, oops, excuse me, to my entry plan. So some of you may know that I am participating in the new superintendent's induction program this year. Uh, that is, um, offered through the Superintendents Association. Um, so what that means is I meet monthly with a coach, um, in addition to have um, some sessions with a group of other um, superintendents throughout the district or throughout the Commonwealth um, who are new to the uh, superintendent's position. So part of my role and part of uh, my responsibilities as superintendent in the new superinduction program is to create a superintendent's entry plan. 
So I am finishing up my entry plan now, and tonight I'll be sharing with you kind of the why behind the entry plan and the timeline. Uh, this document is about 10 to 12 pages. My coach has it right now, and she's putting the final, uh, her final eyes on it before I share it with the public, and she's actually on vacation this week. She couldn't have it ready for me tonight to share, but I wanted to actually introduce the, the key components of my entry plan tonight to the community and to the school uh, committee. Uh, so that being said, I have some slides available for everyone. So the why, why am I doing this entry plan? So uh, this is kind of my first step as role of interim superintendent to get to know the district. To get to know the district in a different lens, I have been here for 13 years, but not as the superintendent of schools. Um, so my mission in the next um, several months is to get a clear understanding of what the district um, is doing around teaching and learning meeting all our students' needs to develop a deeper understanding of all our policies and procedures in the school district and the structure of the district and really to go out and develop relationships with all the different stakeholders, um, including our parents, our students, and different community members. Um, like I said before, this is the opportunity for um, myself to be seen in a different lens as interim superintendent um, and really get um, for me an opportunity for me to see the the district in a different lens as I go out there and and do this work um, so that's kind of the why behind the entry plan and then um, part of the entry plan is to actually showcase what my values are as an educator so up here on the right there's a visual that has as you know our district values but on the left, these are my values as an educator and really what I believe in as an educator and what I hold true. Um, the first one is all means all. All students, every day, no exceptions. My goal is to be really student-centered, student-focused. Um, all the decisions I'll make will be the best on the best interests of our students um, and we'll provide equal access to every member, every student of this community. Um, no matter their background, um, their abilities, or socioeconomic status. That's my first value and that's my main value that I really hold true to me. Being an educator myself and a classroom teacher, students will always come first no matter what position I'm in. The next one is collaboration and shared responsibility. Education is not easy and we have to work together. We have to work together as a team. We have to work together um, involving all different stakeholders, our teachers, our staff, our students and parents in the wider community. My third value is relationships matter. Relationships are so important. It's the most important aspect of leadership and it's one of the most important aspects of um, education. Relationships matter. Uh, the fourth value is respect. Um, when I think of respect, I think of in terms of how students are treated by educators and how they are expected to treat others. And then last but not least, family partnerships. We cannot do this work alone. We have to be respecting and welcoming of all our families in our school community to support student achievement at every level. So that's just about a little bit about my values and what I hold true as an educator. And as you can see, our values on the right um, for our district, adaptable, collaborative, trustworthy, growth-focused, and vulnerable, <coughs> values align to my five values as an educator. So my entry plan, what does this mean? So beginning in July until November of this year, I'm gonna be going on something called kind of a listening tour. I'm going to be out there meeting with parents, meeting with family members, our community members, meeting with elected officials, meeting with students, just to really hear exactly their thoughts on Fitchburg Public Schools. I'll be doing that in individual conversations, uh, group conversations, um, school visits, classroom visits. So you'll really see me out in the community, um, which I've done some of this already. Um, but you'll really see me in the next few months out there getting to know um, our school community. On the right are all the different groups that I've targeted for our students, parents, and community members, our district staff and faculty, and our district leadership. So that's what I'll be doing now until July to November, going out there, meeting the public, and listening. Just listening to what they have to say about our community. 
And then the other piece that I'll do is I'll be kind of doing a deep dive into all our documents. I'll be going back and looking at our policies, uh, which you all know we're in the process of updating our policy manual with the help of um, the Massachusetts um, Association of um, School Committees. They're helping us do that work. Um, in addition, I'll be looking at all our strategic plans, looking at our school's plans, also looking at all our um, assessment data, whether it's state-level data or internal assessment data. So um, that's my role now from July to November. After that, in December and January of this year, I'll take all that information and kind of go back and look at that information and look at those trends look at the information that I found in those uh, interviews that I conducted in small group meetings, and kind of look at those patterns and trends. Um, and then what I'll do um, in around, around January the first of the year is I'll come back to this committee and update you on those um, patterns and trends that I found, okay? And then last but not least, the next step from February uh, 24 to August 2024, I'll be working with my admin team at the cabinet level and the school level to really go back and review our district strategic plan, our school improvement plans, to make sure that we are really focusing on what information I provided to the committee and to the public on really what needs to be done in our planning. Um, and we'll develop a plan uh, to move forward. So that's kind of the three-stage or the three-step plan of my entry plan. And then just going back to our promise, all means all, every student, every day, no exceptions. Our theory of action, otherwise known as our promise, serves as our North Star. We are confident we will fulfill our promise. So that's my entry plan. Again, like I said, you'll be getting the 10 to 12 page document in the next few weeks to review with a little bit more detailed information. But I wanted to go over the why of the uh, entry plan in addition to the three steps uh, that I'll be implementing this school year. Questions? Thank you for sharing, John. I appreciate it. I could. Um, our strategic plan, everybody should have a copy of that. Um, and if there's anything that you are concerned about or anything, if you uh, let me know uh, anything you want to see that Mr. Thompson to zero in on, I meet with Mr. Thompson on a regular basis and we discuss the plan. So, uh, yeah, so just one of the things that uh, Mary Alexandra will be doing in the next week or so is she'll be reading, reaching out to each and every one of you individually to set up a time to meet with me to talk about your thoughts, and I have some questions to ask you regarding the, the um, regarding Fitchburg and the entry plan, so I'll be doing that and setting up time uh, to meet with you over the next up, uh, several weeks, okay? Okay. Any questions? Yes. Um, your, your appointment is as interim principal, is it not? In interim superintendent, superintendent, yes. Superintendent, I'm yep. sorry. Yep. So um, there will be a search for, for a full-time principal, uh, a superintendent, or how does that work? Um, and whatever it is, whether there is a, a search that would be set up later for a full-time, including you, uh, I applaud your going forward with the plan and not being held back by uncertainty or uh, it, it really is a strong point that you're presenting here. Like, you got a job to do, and I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do it. I'm not gonna be held in a, in a vacuum of uncertainty. I just wanted to say that. Thank you, Rosemary. And you know, to be honest, I wanna be superintendent of Fitchburg Public Schools. That's my goal, whether, uh, you know, the committee, whatever the committee's decision is, mm -hmm. uh, whether I'm appointed, whether there's a search, whatever that is, I'm here for the long run. So uh, whether in this role as superintendent or in my previous role as assistant superintendent. I, th I think so. this shows a lot of your interior attitudes and development yourself. And uh, yeah, fine, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Any other questions? All right. 
Thank you. Um, next, I'd like to invite our HR director, Carrie Fabali, up to the podium to talk a little bit about where we are to date with our hiring for the 23-24 school year. Carrie? Hi, good evening. Um, excited to be here. Today we met with about, I think we had 72 teachers at the new teacher orientation, so that went very well. Um, we are plugging along. Um, I think we have some pictures. John was going to... I actually don't have them on my, it's on my phone and I can't get on to Facebook. <laughs> okay. There, there are some great photos on Facebook right now about what we did, new teacher orientation, getting them laptops, talking about what's expected of them, what they can expect of us. I would say that they were an excited group. They were very happy to be here. The principals were excited to greet all their new hires. Um, I was just working. Um, I have a couple more new hires coming on board. Um, we're still in the hiring process. I did share uh, current teaching vacancies. We still have 26 vacancies, but at this time of year, in the climate that we're in, I feel good that it's only 26. Um, and a lot of them are special education, unfortunately. That is very normal. Um, did you want to put it up, John, or did you want to pass it out? Oh, I am. I apologize, okay, sorry. Carrie. One second. But we're in a really good spot. I mean, can, all things considered, how we've come out of the pandemic and how there's been so many shortages, to only have 26 vacancies right now that are posted. Question? Can I, yeah, can I ask a question real sure. quick? Is this going to uh, impact um, our ability to provide services? I know it's going to have an impact, but I, I'm talking about when the, when the state comes in for review. You know what I mean? What, what's, what's it will, that? but we are still hiring. Okay. So just because these are vacant right now doesn't, I mean, they're still posted and people are searching. I was just emailing one of the principals saying, yes, they hired someone today while we were at the meetings. And so I'm processing people as we speak. So this will dwindle down. Um, the green are the classroom teachers. So actual classrooms that don't have teachers right now. And then the purple, unfortunately, are special education services. School psychologists, speech and language pathologists, those have been up for a long time. Those are really hard to fill in any district. Um, and then we have a few interventionists and a math coach that are still lingering. But I'm getting emails as we speak. I feel like this is way too close to me. Um, but we will get there. What about Paris? Paris, we still have um, about, I think, about 20 vacancies. So we are actively filling those as well. We're those are really enough. hard to fill right now. Yes. Are we paying enough? Yes, we are. Yeah. We're comparable to other districts? We are comparable to other districts. The, the issue right now is finding people who have either 48 credits or have taken the Parapro, and, they, and those uh, candidates start out at $20 an hour. So. So as soon as I get a lot of these, we will start revamping and pushing out and okay. advertising more for Paris again. I guess, again, I'm just gonna, I know there's nothing we can do about it right now, but I'm, you know, I'm thinking about you know, classroom expectation going forward and the time it could take to hire someone in that classroom. What, is there a plan in place to kind of address this in the interim until we can get someone in there? The that, principals yeah. do have building substitutes and they have plans in place to probably have some backup and teachers split classes. Okay. But it's a case-by-case -case basis at each school what, what works for their, yeah. their positions. Yeah, we're, if, if I may, sorry, Carrie. Absolutely. Uh, we're looking at, we have instructional coaches in our buildings too, Tom. Um, so we're asking them to fill in um, until we can hire somebody. Um, for those positions. So rest assured, we will be opening our doors next Tuesday, the 5th, um, and there will, be a there will be a teacher in the classroom uh, for every student. Um, it may not be the one that will be there all year, right. but it will be a qualified, um, qualified teacher to uh, fulfill that role until we can find someone permanently. Thank you. That's, that's really good to know. Yeah, it's... Because, it's, you, know it's, it's, it, you know, I, I like the team approach. Like, you know, wherever we need to pull qualify from your administration or wherever, you know, let's do this so we don't have to put out a fire if the state comes down on us. They're not, they're not gonna care about, oh, well, we, you don't have, you need 28 spots, well, 
you know, oh well, when they're doing their review, you know, we don't want to fall in. You know, I, I want to, I, I got a comment on this. This past week, I actually had a conversation with a coach, um, a science coach that we just hired in the district, and he, he looked at one of these science openings and said, hey, I'm going to volunteer to go into that position um, until you find someone, because how can I go into this coaching role as a science teacher when I know that there's going to be a hundred students that don't have a certified science teacher? So our staff is dedicated, and they're and they're ready to step up to support kids. Thank so you. I'm very impressed with that, the uh, dedication our faculty do have to our students. And our principals are not resting tonight. They are watching me right now thinking, get back to work, get back home, and get on and start hiring them. Because they're having interviews, they're, they're talking to people, and they're getting, they're getting people as we speak. Thank you so much. I, I, I really appreciate your hard work, uh, yourself and Mr. Thompson and your, your staff to try to address this issue. And I, it's important that the public knows that it's not, going, it's not an issue that just said, well, well, you know, we can't do anything. You know what I mean? It's, it's very, been, very yeah. important that, that the, especially when you're dealing with students with disabilities and things like that, and it, um, we don't want the per negative perception to get out that, oh, that's, they're not doing anything. They're just, kids are just sitting there. No. Nope. That you guys are working hard to try and do the best you can to get. Principals qualified. and directors are working right now, getting more people. In fact, it's funny, I was sitting, I looked at this more closely, and one of the positions I actually closed before right after I printed this. And right. I was like, oh, I could take that one off. So we're actually down to 25 because they're, they're coming that quickly. Good, good. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, the district has, it's been all hands on deck and the principals did a phenomenal job spending their summer hiring people this year. They really did. Thank I think you. they really stepped up. And just to clarify, having 25 vacancies, that's not unusual across the Commonwealth. Either, Unfortunately, no. And special ed is it the same issue in most districts as well also? I started out 23 years ago as a special education teacher, and that has never changed no matter what coast I live on, unfortunately. That is just, it's hard. Yeah, I think we should add and just recognize that right now it, across the nation there is actually a teacher shortage, so it is um, an educational concern, not just a citywide concern, so that is you know something that's really important for us to just recognize that um like carrie said 26 is not ideal but it is certainly not um in a situation where we are in the worst place uh there are definitely districts that are um struggling much more than we are uh, but this is like a systemic issue that you know i think goes uh far beyond fitchburg public schools we uh do our schools have their complement of uh, permanent subs? They've been hiring permanent subs. And uh, what's our sub pool look like? Our sub pool, I have to look at that. I haven't looked at it lately, um, but most of the people come back every year. Okay. And I'm actually, we need to go into um, how much they're getting paid. So we upped it last year to 110 mm -hmm. a day. So hopefully. I'm out there, we're out there. <laughs> it's 110 a day to come sub. And that's actually for paraprofessionals and we have a posting for clerical subs because when people go out sick, we need to have people, we need a pool of people. So welcome to Fitchburg. It's a great place to work. It is and we're not just comparable. A lot of school districts look to us that they wanna be like us for pay. Exactly. Yeah, we do, yeah. If I could add to what Carrie is saying, when we opened the paraprofessional contract last year, we did find that we were one of the highest paying highest. contracts of paraprofessionals in the, in the area. Um, and again, we've increased the sub rate. Um, I know we've talked about how many, many um, college age students are not pursuing education. So despite that, you know, I think to Carrie's point, HR team and the, and, the, and the school building administrative teams have been working tirelessly all summer. I've seen her running around literally every day for the entire summer and her team working on this. So, um, you know, I, I think we want to be in the best place, which is zero openings, but we're definitely, I think, moving in, in, in a positive direction. I know we have conversations about next year and beyond too, obviously. 
And you know, unfortunately, if you look at our openings, they are all the hard fill, uh, hard to fill positions that everyone is experiencing. The math teachers, the science teachers, ESL teachers, clinical support, in addition to special education, those are all. Everyone's having the same problem finding finding those educators. So. The ray of hope today, though, I will say, is I asked our new teachers who was under working under an emergency license. And I said that I would work with them to get them fully licensed. And there was like a little bit of relief for them. They're like, oh, okay. So we need, we need to actually cultivate that. Right. Because I don't know how long the emergency license will last. And they need to, we need to build those pathways to get them fully Absolutely. licensed. So this will be my last plug to the public, whoever's out there watching. We are looking for substitutes. So if you do- $110 a day. $110 a day. Um, there'll be postings uh, out shortly. They're um, up there. Well, I'm they gonna are. be blasting those out to the public. Um, please go on our website if you have time. If you are a, a parent who's home with their child and they are in school, I, this could be a perfect position for you. So uh, please check it out. You don't have to commit to five days a week. We'll take two or three, exactly. even one. We, we need to let these people know that Fitchburg is a good city. It's a good place to live, a good place to work and it's got a bright future and we're moving ahead. Definitely. I think Dr. Knight has a question. Oh, Dr. Knight. Oh. Yep. Uh, thank you so much. I mean, I thought you were gonna forget about me for a moment. Um, Gary, I have two questions that I wanna forget. The first one is on Thursday, this coming Thursday, what time would the parents, uh, not the parents, with the um, teacher's orientation start in the morning on this Thursday? So teacher's orientation, would you be having it this Thursday morning? And if so, what time? Dr. Knight, uh, teacher orientation was actually this morning uh, or today from 8.30 to 3 o'clock. Only one day, nothing on Thursday. What's happening on Thursday? So today, so today was teacher orientation. The rest of the week, Tuesday through uh, Friday, is professional development that's happening throughout the district. And those times are from 8.30 to 2.50. Is it going to be at individual schools? Um, this brought up another question, or is it all going to be at uh, Fitchburg High School? Yep, so tomorrow and Friday. Thursday, Thursday. Sorry, Thursday. Tuesday and Friday this week are individual schools. And okay. then on Wednesday and Thursday this week, uh, there'll be different professional development uh, sessions happening throughout the city, but mostly the two buildings we are using is Fitchburg High School and Memorial. So you're saying that I can go to the high school on Thursday morning at 8.30 and I'll be able to see some of the, the new teachers? Yes, you will, yep. Thank you so much, That's the, that was for the first question. The second question is um, uh, for Ms. Carey also. Ms. Carey, um, I, I, know I asked this question before you weren't um, uh, uh, um, HR director at the time and I could never get an answer you know, for the past two years, but let's try again. Um, for, uh, of the new teachers that you hired this year, teachers and maybe administrators can be put into, the, into that category also. How many African-Americans so far? One, two, three. How many Asians so far? One, two, three. How many uh, Hispanics so far? One, two, three. I need a number if, you know, with all due respect, if that's okay. Sure. Yes. So that's part of the onboarding process, and I have I have not gotten all of the responses. For we have to report that for EEO. So I'm happy to give you a report in about probably two weeks. I'll have a good. So, so, I'll have so a real thus report. Far, thus far, up to today, how many African American teachers you have? One, two, zero. It, it, it's okay. I mean, I know you. I, I haven't looked at, at how they self-identify yet, and I haven't gotten all of the paperwork back from them yet. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Anything else? Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Carrie. Always Good luck with everything. Thank you, Carrie. Um, the next item on the superintendent's report is a 23-24 uh, calendar for our school committee meetings, but specifically our subcommittee meetings. Um, I like to put a calendar together for our subcommittees throughout the school year. Uh, previously, um, we didn't have a calendar for our subcommittee meetings, and it's really important moving forward that we uh, meet consistent, uh, consistently at least once a month. 
Um, so my proposal here, if you look, I'm proposing that the student support subcommittee and the policy subcommittee uh, meeting be held on the same night once a month. And then I'm also proposing that the resource subcommittee and the building needs subcommittee be held on the same night once a month. Um, each meeting will be an hour, at least one hour in length. Uh, start times for the first meeting would be five and then ending at six o'clock and the second meeting will start at six o'clock and end at seven o'clock. Questions? John, I didn't get that on my packet. You can get this? You can have that. Mr. Thompson, I have a question. I know we approved this calendar uh, a while ago, but I was looking at the school committee meeting that we have on September 11th, and I was wondering if, if, if the mayor could help me out. Is, are there any celebrations that are going to be going on around that time that will kind of conflict? Because that's 9-11. That's, that's so I don't know if there was anything that's going to be going on, events that might require your attention or, or some, you know, others that would conflict with our schedule, schedule September 11th. I don't know, Mr. Hughes, I don't. They usually is, the fire right. department usually does something, but that's early in the morning. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think these meetings, they're held in the afternoon, aren't they? Six, or, yeah, six o'clock. At, at, at night, yeah. 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 So, so we do have a school committee, a regular school committee right. scheduled for six o'clock. Yeah, if there's, if there's something commemorating 9-11, uh, yeah, it's it's very early in the day. Yeah. So if there is something happening that evening and there needs to be a change in the meeting um, yeah. date or if we need to cancel it altogether, let me know and we can, we can do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, looks good. All right. Okay. All right. So this will be um, one of the action items tonight to vote on to move forward with the subcommittee calendar. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right, moving into the next portion is the budget portion of the meeting. Um, tonight, I'd like to invite Mr. Roach to talk a little bit about the Crocker Elementary School pro uh, progress and all the other school projects in your packet. Um, you will see there is a two-page or yep, two-page double-sided um, document outlining all the current projects we have going on. So, Mr. Roach, would you like to go over those? I would, and I know Dr. Knight has her hand up, and I'm not sure if that's, if she has a question or. I think that was from last That was before, time. okay. Yeah. yeah, so I, I've, in the packet and what is presented on the screen and hopefully at home right now is um, a little bit of a summary of the Crocker Elementary School project. And it continues to move along at uh, an astounding pace, especially if you're not there every day. Um, if you go once a week or twice a week like I do, every day is, is impressive that you visit. The foundation is almost completely poured in the retaining wall uh, that will be located on the east side of the building, I believe it is. The directions sometimes confuse me, but the side if you're facing it to the left. Um, is large, it's very tall, it requires a crane. Um, that is just about completed. And the first delivery of structural steel is scheduled for September 5th that week. And they'll start to, as they describe it, be above ground in the construction that following week. So the pace and, and rate of change, at least visually, will really be dramatic. Uh, starting in September because for the past four months it's really been site work and foundation work. But the, the progress, despite the rain this summer, has, has continued on um, at a rapid pace and, and should continue to, to um, you know, work towards that April substantial completion, April 2025 substantial completion and opening of the new school in September of 2025 with demolition of the existing school um, over the summer of 25. So, so it's exciting to, to see, and I'm not sure if anybody wants to jump in with questions or have, has anything they would like to, to know about the Crocker Elementary project at this time. If not, I'll continue. So in addition to that, Longshow has a number of projects in the works 
The most obvious one now is a windows and doors project. So the entire uh, facility is, is having all of the windows uh, swapped out completely with custom see-through windows. One of the great moments of the end of the school year last year was when the administrative team was informing the seventh graders, who will be eighth graders, that there'll be all new windows, and a student asked if there'll be see-through windows, and <laughs> yes, they are. That's actually an image of one of the see-through windows right there. Um, so it's exciting to see that. Oh, the, the 265 classroom windows have been completed. Uh, the construction company, Lazat Glass, is continuing on, and some of the common areas was, or areas such as like a custodial office or that type of thing. The work completion is scheduled for the end of September. They should have the, um, the front entrance stackable window tower complete before school starts. They're working on that right now. Um, so it should be a minimal disruption. We have a, uh, there's a plan for uh, egress, ingress for those first few weeks, but the majority of the, of the major window uh, work has been completed and shades will be installed starting after school in mid-September, so it'll be all new uh, custom shades that, that will complement the see-through windows. The internet-based phone system, uh, the schools have been, four of the schools have been completely cabled, the devices have been ordered, uh, we should, should be able to start to switch over the schools from our analog uh, system to the internet VoIP, voice over internet protocol system, starting in September with completion, uh, hopefully in the fall sometime for all of the schools. We'll start with Wangzhou first. It has the most compelling need for a functional phone system. And then they typically, the, the installers um, typically like to go with the largest schools down to the smallest, so that'd be Fitchburg High through Goodrich. Crocker Field project continues on. It was a long uh, and very important meeting in the mayor's office and the North Conference Room on, went on Friday of last week. The project is close to being put out to bid. The target date for bid is um, the end of September, early October, to attract a contractor to install a new turf field, a new track, and all new lights at the Crocker field facility starting um, literally maybe June 1st, the day after the Fitchburg High graduation um, in 2024. So that's really exciting. It's gonna help escalate this, this renaissance of, of this part of downtown Fitchburg, I think. HVAC upgrades, we have uh, particular grant money from ESSER 2 and 3, that's elementary and secondary emergency relief funds that happened through, through COVID in addition to an improving ventilation and air quality grant that we've earned. Uh, we do have cost estimates to replace the unit ventilators at Rangel, Memorial, and South Street, and we're working with um, ANSWER, our owner's <coughs> project manager, and our designer, DLW, on the cost estimate right now, but we're really excited about what that's gonna do, and that work will be completed by the end of the summer um, in 2024, but we'll start to do some of it this year. The solar canopy at Fitchburg High School, the likely, there's been a few things with, I think, some of the boards here in the city of Fitchburg just needing a little bit more information, planning board and so forth, but there's still set for installation at some point in the fall, um, and that would, that would produce 50% of the usable electricity, at the current usable electricity at Fitchburg High. Surveillance system upgrades has gone out to bid for a designer. Uh, we should expect some designer uh, requests for qualifications at the end of this week, and that will be to upgrade the surveillance systems at all of the schools, all uh, of our buildings, and that would include not only cameras, but door access controls and panic alarm buttons and a number of other upgrades to make for a, a, a surveillance system that is highly modern and integrated with the Fitchburg Police Department. In addition, we will start uh, installation of new locks, interior locks at Longshow and Goodrich Academy. Uh, that will then complete all of our secondary schools, the middle and high schools, uh, with interior locks that include deadbolt action that's very simple and quick to, to utilize. So that's funding that we will be using through uh, our capital expenditures. We're working towards those building upgrades uh, with our project manager to uh, get designs for Longshore Auditorium, the roof at South Street, yeah, right. 
front doors at Fitchburg High in certain locations, the main front doors, a walk-in freezer as well, uh, the roof and brick repointing at Goodrich, and then that new surveillance system. Um, again, that's all work that will we'll begin this school year and, and you know, through that next summer. Uh, Goodrich is having an overhaul of its, of its classrooms. All of the classrooms will be uh, painted from top to bottom and new floors. The construction company, the veterans construction team, uh, has done two of the classrooms so far, so that will continue through the school year over there, but it will really transform the interior at, um, at Goodrich. We will, I think, discuss at least a loan order that the city council did approve already. Um, we expect to be invited into the MS, the Mass School Building Authority's accelerated repair program for new boilers at Longjoe Middle School to be installed next summer. The cost estimate, it's hard to believe, uh, but is 2.052 million with a 2.149 loan order approved by City Council for contingencies and so forth. Um, but that I think will really, with windows now that are not only see-through but airtight, really transform the, in, the interior um, ambient temperature at Longjoe moving forward. You can see, Mr. Stevens, I'm sure this one's near and dear to your heart, but new cafetorium <laughs> curtains at yes, Rheingold. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> they uh, needed to be replaced. School colors along with those pads as well at the, in the uh, newly resurfaced um, gym at, at Rheingold. So it's pretty exciting to see that. We are looking at another project at Memorial for curtains this year, in addition to rigging and some other upgrades to that auditorium. And then lastly, um, though it's not the last thing, we do have some other projects that have happened, but we have taken into possession two new uh, multifunction school buses. There's a picture of one there. Um, the way these work is as long as there are no more than 14 passengers, really anyone with a normal Class D license can operate the vehicles. So we expect to see quite a bit of usage um, for some of our athletic programs, but really we're looking to use these as sort of a welcoming engagement tool. So when we have open houses, when we have parent conferences, when we have events, if we need um, to, if parents and guardians and other folks do need transportation, we wanna be able to help provide that so that the doors are always open to our schools. So um, they get the nice Fitchburg Red Raider or Fitchburg Public Schools, I should say, logo on the side and with Fitchburg Public Schools as well emblazoned just below the window. So quick updates there on a number of things that are happening. Glad to take any questions. Mr. Roach, thank you so much. This is a great comprehensive uh, report that you've given us and it's, it really shows that uh, one example of a healthy community is the things that we're doing with our schools. I couldn't be happier about Long's Joe. That is an iconic yeah. building. Yeah. And uh, the fact that we are committing resources to improving the condition of that building is just huge. And, but we're doing so much more. And I, I wanna say thank you to you and certainly the superintendent for your efforts. I appreciate thank it. You. It's, it's uh, as you said, it's an investment in the kids through yeah. the facilities. So um, it's gonna be an exciting year and, and next couple of years. Good. Yeah. I think there's a question over there, Mayor. Yes, um, uh, looking at what the the solar canopy at Fitchburg High School, um, I don't recall exactly. You, you say um, should be, uh, be nearly 50% electricity, electricity reduce 50% of electricity consumption. Yeah. I don't remember those those very. Uh, that, that's a tremendous figure. I don't remember the gentleman. Uh, that presented for his company uh, such high figures. And also, I, I don't see, uh, and I'm going to ask you if there is consideration for replacement and uh, they have a time limit, the, these solar panels. Mm -hmm. So what is the estimated cost in the long run? Sure. Uh, what, what have you to yeah, say so, about that? So Fitchburg High uses about 1.5 to 1.7 million kilowatts per year. Um, the estimated uh, generation of solar with those solar canopies, which would be much like ones if you've ever been to Gardner Hospital, South Community High School in Worcester, 
Um, there's a few areas I can think of. They basically cover the parking lots. They will produce approximately 45 to 50 percent of that current kilowatt usage that Unitil, you know, that's our electric company, has provided to us. Where we are working with Select Energy, and it was Byron Woodman that was here previously, um, the estimated savings to the city of Fitchburg, Fitchburg Public Schools, because that's one cost that actually we do share, and, and not that we don't share costs overall, but specifically utilities, you know, will be in the one to two million range over the course of the 25 year term. Right. Um, it's a project funding agreement with, with, <coughs> with um, solar companies like this. We have a, a system at Longjo that went live that actually is expected to produce close to 100% at that school. The Crocker project will have a installation that'll produce close to 60 to 65 um, percent of the current electric usage. So I can certainly find out more from, you know, our partners and select in terms of, you know, specific questions, replacement of defective panels or if or, there uh, is a lifespan concern. A complete concern. turnover at the end of a certain, you know, you say one to two million so easily. That's yeah. a huge one. You know it it's is, you're right. One yeah. to two million. I mean, that, that has to be more specific or anticipation. Yeah, um, well, I can certainly show yeah. you even our bills for electricity at Fitchburg High, and you'll see one to two million would And the, li the life expectancy of, of, of this uh, particular set that we, we will be having is, uh, what, how many years? 25. 20, 25 yep. years. Then it's going to have to be totally replaced. Or we would re-sign through that particular solar, pan, solar company or so, another one. Yeah, and you see, there, there's, um, there's uh, some solar con uh, companies disappear. <laughs> you know, yeah, things come and go. Uh, yeah. I I'm just want to be updated on that. And uh, thank you. But I have a question for the mayor. At whenever I, it's free, not not related to what was just presented, but I have a question when you find time for me. Okay. You want to ask that now? Okay. You want, yeah. uh, uh, I'm interested in the, uh, I see you, you uh, we rely on ESSER 1 and ESSER 2 funds, and those are funds that came to the city via the COVID crisis. Yeah. Uh, I want to um, say that there's, uh, initially I asked for reports of, of, uh, <coughs> from the city uh, and I was told that the uh, health department would would uh, give them to me, which they never did. And, but I would like to be much more on top of that subject rather than, I know we were hit with the blitz, but I, I think the city should have much more control. How many students, the students' names, what they received. When I, when I tried to uh, pin that down, I was told, well, the city didn't keep records. It all went off to Boston. That's far too obscure for, for uh, us, for caring for our, our people. Uh, there's lots of, um, there's lots of uh, subsequent damage done through these shots. I would like the reports of that damage control. I haven't had uh, any reports on that. Um, and um, it's very tempting to know that you can get money uh, uh, through through these shots given to children, but I would like that to be brought into a much more uh, knowledgeable, knowing what we're doing, not saying, well, we were told to just send the information to Boston and, and the state is, is corroborating it or whatever. I think we have a responsibility here in the city to know what we're sending to Boston, to know the names, to know the, the kind of uh, uh, shots that the kids got and, and reports of any, any harm that's done. Mr. Walsh, uh, I'm assuming based on previous updates with, with ESSER funds and I think total there were five different rounds of monies that we received. Three. 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 Yep. Has nothing to do with the number of vaccination shots that were given to residents in the city of Fitchburg nor to the students who go to our schools. That's it had correct. to be based on I think population and, and a need. And the schools got, I'll just say COVID monies, the city got directly got COVID money for funds that they could use that were not related to schools. 
and it has nothing to do with what, how many people got shots, and I believe there's a law, HIPAA law, that you can't reveal information, medical information, about people's medical um, treatments. Thank you. Well, I, I don't think that that, uh, apart from what you're saying, we, we have a responsibility for our children, what we're doing. And there's, uh, there's certainly, uh, if you don't name the specific individual that was harmed, there should be a, 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 a report of damage done or harm, harm uh, that was uh, followed the, the shots, how soon the harm came. And it just doesn't make sense that that has not been addressed well, at that, all. That, that, you, you we're going off the subject. Yes, that's why I said to you when and, you were. And, and, but, but I will ensure, if you will send me specifically what you're looking for, I will make sure the health department provides you with the information you're, you're requesting. Okay, uh, but in anticipation, they may say, we have no records of this. Uh, well, we I don't know if, the that's, records if that's true. Yeah, so. yeah, so. Uh, Okay, but I, I think that we should we should be on, on top of it. Okay, always good to be on top of it, Mr. Hughes. Yes, thank you, Mr. Chairman. <clears throat> I think we, you know, g given the number of things and challenges that we have, I, you know, I want to make sure the public knows how much I, as a member of this community, for a number of years, and have, you know, seen. Um, a number of administrations go by, but I want to make sure that, from my perspective, I want to say thank you for the amount of investments that's been made in our children. It's been made, uh, you know, under, under your administration, under uh, current city council, and, and members of the school committee, making intentional investments into our kids, uh, uh, making sure that we do the very best we can do, making sure that the schools that they go to are safe, Making sure the schools are quality, and I think that it, it shows uh, in the amount of, in this packet that Mr. Roach has presented. You know what I mean? In, in terms of the amount of projects that's going on, so I think that's exciting news uh, for us, and it, it speaks volumes to uh, uh, our commitment to our future. You know, not 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 for that benefits now, but there's investments for years to come. You know, in 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 the in, in our children that are that are coming along in our district. And I just, I just want to publicly say thank you uh, to everyone that has played a role over the years in making sure that we do all we can to, make, to ensure that, you know, given the constraints that we have, some of the buildings are very old. You know what I mean? Some of the situations that you just can't, you know, knock a building down and build a new one. It just doesn't work like that. Uh, and, and the public needs to know that. Yeah, we'd like to like to build five new schools, but it just doesn't work like that. You know, there's a process and there's a, a tedious process and there's other people involved. So, but the resources that we have and that we have control of, we're making, making sure that whatever we can invest in, you're doing that. And I want to say thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Any other questions? Go ahead and move on. Yeah. All right. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yep. oh, sorry, Dr. Up. Knight. Your hand went yep. down and then it went back up. Go ahead, Dr. I Knight. I keep putting it up and down. I hope everybody can see. Thank you so much. Um, and I don't want to forget, um, uh, uh, you, we were talking about the different um, improvement and, and construction that is being made in the district. And I wanted to say that every dime that is spent intelligently to rebuild or to remodel the schools in Fitchburg is very well spent because our students deserve the best. Students learn best when they, they learn in pleasant environment and other factors also. So, so that, is, that is a wonderful thing. I also want to say that um, the same way how it is important uh, that when um, investment is made, it should be made intentionally, it is also, uh, uh, it, it should also be that when we hire um, uh, educators and administrators, some intention should be into, uh, placed into, there, into that uh, for, for hiring administrators that are representative of the student body. With that said, and I am sorry that I took so long, I kept forgetting, uh, I don't want to forget anymore. Please allow me to take this late moment to welcome um, Assistant Superintendent uh, Ms. Colon to the Fitchburg Public School. Welcome, um, welcome, and welcome. Um, I believe um, uh, I had another question that I wanted to ask, and um, 
you know, I keep forgetting, but I'll come back again because I did want, I wanted to ask something else. Um, what was it? Okay, but anyways, um, I, I'll leave it there as that. But thank you so much. We need to put some intention into hiring um, educators and administrators of color in the district to be a representation of the student body. Thank you. Mr. Mayor, I have another yes. thing. Uh, I'd like to make a request of the superintendent uh, to be open um, and uh, let us know uh, monies that are spent for cons uh, consults. Who, who are you consulting with? You, you, you mentioned your program, that uh, developing your program, and that was in, very good to say. But um, uh, different programs that, that are, are being required of people, all of that kind of thing. I'd like that to be brought out as public information. So, so am I, am I hearing this? Can I ask a question? I'm sorry. Um, am I hearing that you would like to know um, what money we're currently spending on consultants in the district? Yes, yes, okay. and programs that you have in that you run for superintendent, for you, for staff. Or... When you mean programs, um, can you give me an example? Well, you, you said that you yourself are in one, the, the plan thing, yep. you know, things like that. Okay. Just so that we'll be open and we'll know what's going on rather than finding out, you know, three years from now that six years ago there was a whole big presentation. Whatever, I, I've, uh, being open with that would be a big help. Yes. Thank you. And, and um, allow me to say something else. I remember a little bit as um, what I wanted to say. I, I wanted to say, Miss Rosemary, I feel your pain. I know that. You know, you ask questions and you don't get the answers and, you know, years pass by and, um, you know, one or two things may be addressed, but a lot of the questions that we ask, they never get answered. And um, I've been sitting on the school committee for almost two years now, and that is something that happens quite a bit to you, and it also <laughs> happened to me. We ask questions, we, we would like to see things addressed, and... And, you know, I don't know, I, I guess, um, you know, because I was an international athlete, I tend to move a little bit faster than the normal. But, you know, some of the things that, um, that, that we do, we take a little bit too long to do so. I mean, we need to put some pep in the step, maybe get up early in the morning and do some walking, some exercise, so we can move a little bit faster and get the job done. Thank you. Okay. All set to move on? Mm -hmm. All right, the next item um, on the agenda is the loan order for $2.14 million for the Longs Joe Boiler Project. Uh, that will be up tonight for a vote. Item 23286. Um, Can I just clarify one thing great. too, Mr. Thompson? Yep. Go ahead, Jeremy. So that has been approved by City Council. It's a procedural step. We will, re we will receive an 80% reimbursement rate from the Mass School Building Authority. So the city of Fitchburg's amount is approximately 400,000. And that, that's the highest likely um, cost estimate. Sorry to interrupt. Nope, that's fine. And then just so you know, Mr. Roach and I will be attending the MSBA board meeting um, this Wednesday, August 30th at 10 o'clock regarding the Longshore Boiler Project. So we'll be there at 10 a.m. on Wednesday. And that's actually a virtual meeting. So, And the last two pieces are our donations. We have three donations for approval this evening. We have the first one from um, Fitchburg High School from the Bolak Brothers uh, Landscaping. They did some work um, throughout the city. Um, the second one is uh, from the City United Church. They donated 155 backpacks uh, for students and teachers supply in a total of $1,600. And the last is um, from Principal Mark Pierce at Longstrow. It's the Chevy Back to School Sponsorship uh, for $1,000. That money will be used to help uh, meet the needs of the students at Longstrow. And then we have one grant for um, approval to apply, uh, which is the early college uh, support grant, and the amount up to $75,000. Uh, this will support our um, early college program uh, for our students um, around the initiative early college at the high school. And that's all we have for this evening. I'll make up. 
Make a motion that we bundle 23285 through 23290. Second. Motion made and seconded to bundle 23-285 up through and including 23-290. Make a motion. Oh, yeah. All in favor? Aye. 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 Make a motion to uh, accept 23285. Did, did, did Dr. Knight vote? Did he get up? Aye. Okay. Aye. Aye. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Knight. Make a motion to uh, accept 23285 through 23290. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 All opposed? We are unanimous. Uh, moving on, executive session not at this time. Motion to adjourn. Motion made. Second. Seconded to adjourn. We are adjourned. <laughs>